0: Welcome to everyone this morning and especially if you're a guest here today we welcome you we're so glad to have you in service with us this morning and, uh, most of the time uh, we, we you know you come very often you'll find there's a bit of a pattern to what we do but uh, we're, we're not locked into that most of the time we'd probably make some announcements and take an offering right now and I I just feel like the Holy Ghost is is trying to do something here this morning and um, again for those of you that may come frequently you'll know that there's a lot of times where the the singing and the worship is one one direction and then the preaching goes another direction Nobody missed it. Nobody messed up. But then there's other times where it's just it's just all flows together. And, and I feel like with what has been sung so far, and the Spirit of the Lord is in this place. just, there, There's something God wants to do for somebody here today. So uh, I, we we may we may set aside time for giving later. If not, we'll just the ushers will be at the doors, and if you want to give an offering this morning. You can do that as as you're leaving. We'll see what happens. But Acts 16, verse number 19, if you're watching us online this morning, we welcome you as a part of this service. We know that God is where you are just as much as He's with us where we are. Amen. Amen. Acts 16 and verse number 19. And when her masters, let me let me bump back up to 16, that way you'll get a little context of what that's referring to. And it came to pass, as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. The same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, these men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation it's pretty amazing when the devil confirms who you are and this did she many days but Paul being grieved turned he, he had enough Paul finally had enough and he turned and he said to the spirit I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her and he came out of he came out the same hour and when her masters those that were making money off of her When they saw that the hope of their gains was gone, they caught Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace under the rulers. It's not the message, but let me just pause for a moment and tell somebody not everybody's going to celebrate what God does through you. Not everybody's going to be excited about the way God uses you if it messes up their plans. They drew them into the marketplace under the rulers and brought them to the magistrates saying, these men being Jews, sorry there's an ant or a spider crawling under the glass here, my little bit of ADD got me there, verse 19 again. When her master saw the hope of their gains was gone, they caught Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace under the rulers and brought them to the magistrates, saying, These men, being Jews, do exceedingly trouble our city and teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe being Romans. And the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates rent off their clothes and commanded to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely, who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. And at midnight, and at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed, and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. And suddenly, and suddenly, there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately, all doors, all the doors were open, and everyone's bands were loosed. I want to preach to you a little bit this morning, and I'm not here to preach a sermon to you. I'm here to deliver a message, and I believe that the Holy Ghost wants to do something beyond what has already been done in this place. And I pray that as the Word of God is preached over the next little bit, that there will be some faith that is released in your heart and your spirit. I, I, I feel like there's some of you here this morning. You you've heard the songs that have been sung, and 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 they're resonating with you. But there's just a little bit of a struggle to believe. And so I I'm trusting that the word of God this morning, in the in the next few moments, if you'll let it, is going to build some faith. And 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 then in a little bit, if you'll if you'll release that faith and make a connection, then the Holy Ghost is going to do some things in some lives in this place today so I want to preach to you for a few minutes this morning just simply at midnight at midnight God I know that your presence is in this place I know that your spirit is moving in this place God I feel it I see it I sense it and I know and I believe that there is a work you've come to do here today God we haven't come this morning to punch the clock on a religious activity and just go through the motions so we can say we went to church But we have come to encounter your presence, your spirit. We've come, God, to receive something from you today. Father, I come against every spirit of doubt and unbelief, every spirit of fear, every spirit of condemnation that would war against any heart and any mind in this place. Lord, you said that if we've got faith the size of a mustard seed, we could say to a mountain, be removed, and it would have to obey. So, God, we don't need a whole lot of faith this morning to receive from you. We just need a little bit of faith that we mix with your word. And anything is possible. Anything is possible with you. God, I trust you this morning. I want to be a messenger. I don't want to preach a sermon, God. I I don't want to just take time to say words from your word, but I want to be a messenger this morning from you. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus' name, Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. I I want to I want to remind some of you just in the in the course of the last several months, and and especially with regards, my wife has gone through some neck issues since February. Ended up having surgery and 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 and, and going through recover and recovering now and and getting better. And but throughout that time, I I, I preached several times. Uh, some some something along the lines different ways different different passages but but we 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 don't always get from God what we want he doesn't always answer our prayers the way we want him to answer and and one of the biggest challenges i think we face is learning to trust in God that whatever he does or whatever he does not do is for our good that if guy I pray and ask God for something and he doesn't answer the way I ask him to do it, it's not because he doesn't love me, it's not because he's punishing me, it's because he's doing what is best for me. And 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 we prayed many times the last several months for healing and and believed and trusted and it, it didn't happen in an instant, it didn't happen in a moment. It it seems. I know some may not agree with this statement, but I'm sorry. It I I believe it and God used God used some surgeons to do some things to help that process, but 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 I, I've also I, I've come this morning to preach the other side of the coin, though. That just because God doesn't always do it, just because God doesn't always intervene, He can, and there are times that He does. I don't want to get so realistic in my approach to my walk with God that I lose faith that in just a single moment, with just a single touch, God has the ability to turn any circumstance and any situation around. So I I want you to notice something. First of all, I I want you to notice that, that Paul and Silas prayed but but I, I i am pretty sure and and i can't i can't show you this i can't point you to the to verses that tell us what they prayed but but i feel like based on some principles i can tell you what i'm pretty sure they did not pray i am pretty sure that they did not pray oh god we 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 here we are in such terrible circumstances and we are in such difficult situations. Our our backs are hurting because of the beatings we took. And, and we're uncomfortable in prison in these stocks on our feet. And, 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 and we want to get back to our family. We want to get back to life the way we like it. So would you... I, I don't... I, I'm... I'm pretty certain, I'm I'm pretty certain because when I read throughout the book of Acts other similar situations and and some of the prayers that were prayed, I I find that the prayers that were prayed were not for personal comfort and convenience that the, one of the examples took place earlier in the book of acts and and that is when that peter and john were on the they were on the way to the temple and there was a lame man and 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 they spoke a word to him and he gets up and he runs and leaps and he's excited well same thing there there wasn't this great response by everyone and they end up persecuted from that but But their prayers were not that God protect us from persecution or protect us from further trouble. Their prayers were, God, we we, we, we need boldness so that in spite of what we've been through, in spite of what we've experienced, we can still do what you want us to do. So I'm pretty sure that the prayers that they prayed were not just simply prayers that were self-serving prayers. Bless me, God. Help me, God. Fix my situations. I, I don't like this. I don't want to be in this. I, I, I'm I pretty sure that's not what they prayed. And, and I'm pretty sure what they did pray was something along the lines of, God, you could have kept us out of this. You could have protected us from this. But you've let us go through this. So whatever you're trying to do, God, why, why every what, whatever the reasons you've got us in this jail and whatever the reasons are. you allowed us to be beaten and, and deal with we, we, we want you to do whatever it is you want to do God Bible tells us in the book of James that, that you have not because you ask not I don't know about you but I can pretty much say that that's not the case for me you may not have it because you haven't asked but I don't. the reason I don't have it is not because I haven't asked because I've asked, and there's some things I've asked many times for. So the first thing he says is, you have not because you ask not. But then the next verse, he, he, and I'm paraphrasing the King James at least, he says, "You don't. if you've asked, you don't have what you ask for because the reason you're asking for it is the wrong reason. You're asking for it so that it can benefit you. It says that you can consume it upon yourself. You're you're asking for it so that it can bless you. You're you're asking for something because it will make your life more convenient. So if you do ask and you don't get it, here's probably a reason why. So I am confident that Paul and Silas, when they decided to pray, they were not simply praying that I don't like these circumstances. Is there anybody this morning that you don't like some circumstances you're in? I got my trick question a couple weeks ago, so you're good. You don't like the circumstances. Nothing wrong with that. I, I don't find anything in the Bible that tells you you have to like your circumstances. There are some things that talk about your attitude and, and your spirit in those, but it doesn't tell you you got to like them. But but their their prayer was not simply I don't like this, I don't like what I'm dealing with. I don't like what I'm. Go- I don't like the pain. I I don't like this, the suffering. That that wasn't the purpose. I I am I am confident. I, I real again. I can't point. scripture and read their prayer but I am confident that whatever it was they were praying was for the purpose and the sake of the kingdom or or it was for the sake of somebody else there there may have been a chance what they were praying was God that there must be somebody in this jail that you're trying to reach there must be somebody else in this jail that that you've put us in this jail to be able to reach Maybe some of you feel like you're in jail and all you're wanting to do is get out of jail and God's going, I've tried to put you there because you already know me. You already have got my peace and, and you already have a relationship with me but there's somebody in the same circumstances that doesn't have what you have. Well, the first thing they did was they, they prayed. They prayed. But again, it, it wasn't wasn't a self-serving, self-centered prayer. I'm, I'm certain. I'm certain because of what happened in the next verse, I'm certain that their prayer was not just for themselves. And, and, and the other thing they did was they didn't just pray, they, they then sang praises. Many of us are really good with praying. We don't mind praying over and over and over and over, but they prayed, but but they didn't pray very. I, I heard brother uh, brother brother Mark Morgan preached Friday night at Apostolic Conference in Mississippi. Uh, we were down there for part of it, and had to leave Friday afternoon. We missed the service, but I was listening to the message he preached Friday night. I was listening to it yesterday, and he told about a story. Uh, he was pastoring in a, in in, uh, in Oklahoma, and there was a there was a lady in the church that got sick. She was on life support, and and a, I can I think it may have been her husband, but it was a relative came to him and said, uh, you know, Brother Morgan, this, this she's on life support. She's not going to make it. And and when he said that, the Lord spoke to him and said, she's going to live. She's not going to die. And he went to the hospital that a little bit later. It was a Sunday morning. Went a little bit later to the hospital. And, and he walked into the bedroom, and he basically walked up to the bed and said a few words, spoke life into her, and he said, I just walked right out. wasn't some wrestling match with God. It wasn't some strenuous, stressful thing. I don't know. Maybe Paul and Silas, maybe their prayers were a little bit more intense than that, but maybe their prayers were just a simple few words. I don't think your faith in what you're praying is measured by the intensity of your prayer. <laughs> you, you, you might be intense with it, but you also may, with absolute faith and confidence, just pray a simple little prayer, no emotion, no hype. You just may. Many, we're, we're good with praying and praying, but, but they didn't stop with praying. They, they started singing. And, and man, there's some of you. You're okay with the praying part, but when it comes to the praising part, the miracle didn't come from the prayer. Nothing happened. Well, I mean, refrain. I'm not. I, I don't think nothing happened when they prayed, but there was nothing manifested when they prayed. Their manifestation of their miracle didn't come until they started praising. Because here's another problem. Some of us are really good praising after the fact. We're okay with praising when it's already done. We've already got the miracle. We've already got the check in the mail. We're we already in the new house. We're already driving the new car. But there's a whole nother level of faith when you have prayed and you don't have it yet, but you begin to praise because I've got confidence. He's heard my prayer. I may not have it yet, but it's on the way. You know what's amazing, I, I I really wasn't, when I started a few minutes ago, I wasn't planning to preach very long, but we'll, but we'll see, we'll see. There's so many things, you know, you and I are in a generation in which the amount of excuses for not believing in a God and trusting in spiritual things is as, there, there's as little of an excuse as ever. I don't agree with that, are you kidding me? We, 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 we talk all the time to people we can't see. And have no doubt they're on the other end. How come we can't trust that when I pray, I may not see them and I may not even feel them. But just as much as the person on the other end of the line is hearing me, he's hearing me. We, we, there's, there's so many. We just we're, we're just a little more selective with where we put our faith. Isn't it? A, how many of you? I mean, have you ever flown before? You've flown. How many of you, before you fly, do you you stop at the cockpit on your way into the plane and interview the pilot? How much sleep did you get last night? Let me smell your breath. Make sure you got no alcohol on your breath. You in a good mood? (laughs) Battling depression? Let me me see your license. I've flown many times, never one time. I go sit, I put my life in the hands of a complete stranger. You mean to tell me you can't trust in a God who gave his life for you? Was willing to suffer and you you think you you can trust a pilot, but you can't trust him? And, And... if I if if, if I told you, if I owed you money, Josh, or I just decided out of the kindness of my heart because you're such an awesome guy, I was just gonna send you. If I told you that that I was gonna send you a check for for five hundred dollars, and and I told you, I told you, and I, and I I texted you. I said, hey, just want you to know, I just put the check in the mail. What'd you say? I'm pretty excited. You're pretty excited you don't have the check why, why are you excited you know it's coming you mean you trust my word as a human being that if i told you and and here's what's even more amazing with that faith is you the postal service no offense to any of you <laughs> postal workers don't go postal on me sorry No offense, but all of those unknown factors, and you're still excited? You know what? I think Paul and Silas believe the check is in the mail. So rather than continuing sitting here depressed and discouraged about my circumstances, I'm going to start celebrating the check is in the mail. I don't know what they sang, but but I think maybe they, they, they might have sung something like this. I've got a feeling everything's going to be all right. I've got a feeling. Maybe they sang, what a mighty God we serve. Or maybe they sang, victory is mine. Victory is my I don't know what they sang but but they went from praying to singing, and when they began to sing, something began to happen that that's why that's why. That's why we don't start service with singing just as a religious ritual and a religious exercise. We do that because first of all, that's one of the ways we enter into his gates and into his courts. But I also know that just when we sing, something can happen. Midnight, they prayed and they sang praises. I, I, this was the other thing I thought I would mention, or had in my notes. I wasn't prepared to mention the other, but but, but that message yesterday, or I was listening to yesterday, a brother Morgan. He made this statement that anywhere you find a reference in the Scripture to the power of God, it is always connected to God's purpose. Say that again. Anytime you find the power of God manifested, it's always connected to God's purpose. And let me tell you one thing absolutely for sure. God's purpose is never your pleasure. God's priority for what he does for you is never about your pleasure. It's never about making you happy. It's never about making you feel good. Here's what I can guarantee part of God's purpose always is. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to His purpose. And so uh, all I can trust is, is that His purpose is always for my good. And that's that's another reason why I don't think that their prayers were self-centered prayers. Because the manifestation of God's power would not have simply been for their personal convenience. But all of that really is just the the, the, the introduction. Because here's the part, and and actually one of the one of the mornings I think it was one of the morning sessions this past week at the conference we were at these verses were read and and it was preached and taught or whatever it was in a different context than this but 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 when the when when the preacher read verse 25 and and those two words at midnight at midnight it didn't just say that after all they had been through after the beating and the imprisonment their 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 feet being put into stocks it didn't say that that they they prayed and sang praises without any specificity it was it was very and i promise you and and, and, and understand I understand this some of you already know this, but if you don't know that not not necessarily every single word in your English Bible do I mean with what i 'm about to say, but when it comes to the original Text of the Word of God. There's no such thing as an as an insignificant word. There's no such thing as as something that was said that was just happened. There, you, you may not really understand it. You may never fully understand it. But if it's there, it's there for a reason. So it's not a coincidence that it that it told us specifically that at mid at midnight at midnight they they prayed. And I got to tell you, I've read these verses many times. I've used them different times preaching before, but 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 I I, I I'm not sure I can properly articulate it. But but I got to tell you, I've always something about midnight's always been a negative thing to me. At midnight, at midnight, they decided to. Pre- Let me tell you something. These guys were having a bad day. Anybody ever had a bad day? I've had a bad Anytime I ever have a bad day, all, first and foremost, I just remind myself of Job. And that makes me feel a little bit better because the baddest of days I've had have never compared to what Job went through. These guys were having a bad day. They, they're, they're, they're beaten, they're in prison. And, and all of that for doing good, not for doing wrong, not because of doing good. They're had, they've had a bad day. But, but here's the thing that just kind of hit me. What is the significance about midnight? They've been having a bad day. But when does the new day, when do we change days in the week? Uh, I know for all of you deep theological folks, the rest of this message is going to be totally insignificant for you. But for you that may have simple faith like me, hear me. We know that until 12 a.m. tonight, it's Sunday. But when the clock hits midnight, what day is it now? I just I just think I wonder if the reason they decided at midnight to start praying and singing is because I know yesterday was a bad day but it's a new day I know that that's just too simple for some of you Let's listen to what the word midnight means according to Webster's the middle of the night but but get this I, l- listen to the second definition of the word midnight deep or extended darkness or gloom at the point at which it seemed to be the worst was also the turning point at which they decided we're going to pray and we're going to praise. And at midnight when they started to do that, all of a sudden it was a new day and suddenly... I've come to tell somebody I wish I could guarantee it's everybody here but I believe with all of my heart and this may sound vague to you and I'm sorry I'm not going to add to the best of my ability I'm not going to add to what I feel like the Lord has given me to say so if it, you think it's vague and just whatever I'm, I'm sorry but I believe there's at least one person in this place today that God wants you to know you're about it may be this morning that you're about to get a suddenly in your life and you may have been in a really bad day. But suddenly and immediately, God is going to turn some things around for you. I I don't know if the process for them was like the process for us, but if the process for them was like the process for us, they would have had to have been sitting there going, man, we're going to be here a while. We, 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 we got to get a lawyer, they got to set a court date, we got to go through trial, we going to be here a long time, but suddenly, suddenly. The Bible tells, Jesus tells a story about an unjust judge and and there was a widow woman and she had a need and she kept coming to the judge saying, help me, help me, help me. And he kept turning her away and turning her away. And finally he decided to help her. The interesting thing about why he decided to help her was she was getting on his nerves. Any of you parents ever with little ones? No, 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 no. No, no, no. Fine, go ahead. He said, because of her continual coming, she's wearying me. It it had nothing to do with love and compassion. It was just the fact, if I will give her what she wants, she will leave me alone. Can I tell you the good news today? We don't have an unjust judge. You haven't come this morning asking an unjust judge to help you today. You haven't brought your needs to an unjust judge today. If he hasn't responded yet, it's not because of the same reason that judge hasn't responded. Because he is a loving heavenly father. But but here is the point that I want to I want to share with you from that story is the Bible says that after all we don't know exactly but after all the time that he kept putting her off and putting her off, the Bible says when he finally responded, he did it speedily. Some of you have been going through some stuff for a long time. Can you can I tell you today? Will you please hear me today? It doesn't take God as long to get you out of it as it's taken you to go through it. Some of you are getting discouraged and depressed because you've been going through it for so long. You're now going, oh my goodness. When God decides to finally turn this around, look at how much longer I've got to go through it. No, it can be a suddenly and an immediately. In a single moment, God can turn some things around for you and you're not going to even understand how it was possible. But it was the right time. I, I, I'm telling you, I, I, I the, the the pendulum has swung a little bit this week. <laughs> Those of you that are around, you, you may, maybe because I, have tried, I've tried since the very beginning of, of, of preaching, which is thirty plus years ago. I, my, my, one of my number one goals was always I, I wanted my preaching and my teaching to be real. I, I didn't want it to be fake, fluffy stuff. I didn't just want to tell you things that sounded good so you'd feel good, and, but then find out I wasn't telling you the truth. But I will acknowledge there have been times, and maybe these last couple of months is one of those times, where, Brother Barr, I've been so focused on making sure I was being real that I've gotten a little bit too far away from the fact that even if he doesn't always do it, he can. Even if he doesn't always heal, he can. He can even if He doesn't always provide the need in a single moment, He can, and I believe that He still will. i come to tell somebody today... I- I feel like there's also some people in this room this morning that you've been through the disappointment of unanswered prayers. You've been through the disappointment of God not doing what you wanted Him to do. But you've also been through it and kept faith and trust in God. You passed the test. And I've come to tell you, I believe there's a suddenly. There's a suddenly that's on the way. Suddenly there was, a, there was an earthquake and the prison doors came open and the stocks that had their feet bound came loose. Suddenly. Suddenly. Maybe, maybe some of you are just one prayer and praise away but one prayer away that's a prayer that's not about just cuz you're uncomfortable or unhappy but one prayer that says god uh, uh, okay god here's here's some reasons i'm asking you to do this and it's not and i don't mean tricking god into it i've tried to trick god into a bunch of things you can trick people into things man you can anybody besides me ever tried to use god's word against him anybody come on Y'all ain't all that sanctified, come on. Lord, you you said in your word. Here's one of those things I've used before, which if I'm not mistaken, I don't think it's actually in there the way we say it. I think it might be in there a little bit, but but here, here's what. Lord, you promised you would never put anything on me greater than I could bear. So you know what, I've reached the place with some things in my life at times where I was done with it. I was, I was finished with it. So I went to pray. I got that little sad, pouty face. I don't know why we always have painful looking faces in church. I'm not talking to the guests, I'm talking to the people that come. I mean, I, I've been born and raised in this thing. And I still stand up here and look at some of y'all going, I don't know what you got, but I don't want it. Faces all twisted up and contorted. I mean, there's a time and a place for that, but not every service. That ain't joy to me. Thank you, man. I know sometimes you cry, but even when it's tears of joy, it's a little bit different than when it's So I've gone to prayer, and I've gone to prayer, and i okay, God, I can't, I can't bear any more of this. And you said that you wouldn't put anything on me greater than I can bear. And I'm like, got him now. Got him. That's what, and I leave that prayer, and guess what happens, Brother Tony? It gets worse. Hold on a minute. Did we lose connection? We're on Verizon. We use Verizon. Do you know the worst place in all of the world for Verizon wireless? Arnold. I don't know how you have a Verizon wireless store in a spot that's the worst in the world. Can you repeat? We lost signal. God, did you not hear me? I said I've had enough, and now you've added more. Yeah, because that you thought you could, but I'm going to show you. You 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 can't use his word, So I'm not talking about that. But I'm talking about a sincere prayer. It says, okay, God, I, I and maybe maybe a little bit of repentance first. Okay, God, I know I've been asking you for this for a while, but I, I acknowledge I've been asking you for all my personal preferences. And but but God, you know what? I, I I tell you one 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 prayer that's kind of a basic one that as long as you're sincere with it, that works is Lord, for your name's sake. God, do something. I, I want you to do something for your name's sake. I believe there's some people, I, I, there's some of you, I, I have a little idea of what some of the things you've been going through. And, and I, some of you, from everything I can tell as your pastor, you, you, you're not perfect, but you walk through it with trust and confidence and faith in God. And, and, and I believe some of you that have been willing to walk through that valley, God's about to give you some suddenlies. God, God's about to bring some immediately to you. You know, it's interesting, you find you find a couple of different places throughout Scripture. Midnight wasn't just, it's not the only time in Acts where it's mentioned. In Exodus chapter 12, the children of Israel have been in, in Egypt, they've been in bondage. Moses has gone through most of his story, gone out into the wilderness, and now he's come back and God's in the process of using him to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt. And and, and they've gone through nine plagues, and now it's the tenth plague. And in in Exodus chapter 12, verse number 1, And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month, this month, this month. I don't know how long the other nine plagues lasted. But what you don't find with all the other nine plagues is this month. It just went through the plague. God knew. God knew that the first plague wasn't going to get him out. And he knew that the second plague. He, he knew that the seventh plague wasn't going to do it. He knew the ninth plague wasn't going to do it. But he knew the tenth one was. How many times do we miss out on what God's going to do because we misjudged the timing of it? But he said, this month. You know what? I, I tried to study that verse out a little bit this 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 morning you know what that that basically I come to from the understanding of that verse he was saying hey I'm making this January it's not January but this month I'm about to do something that's going to make this month a beginning of months it shall be the first month of the year to you and and then watch this skipping down to verse 11 also, this was never said in the other plagues, but this time as Moses is giving instructions, he says, thus shall you eat with your loins girded and your shoes on your feet. Be ready. Maybe, some, maybe, maybe sometimes God doesn't answer because we don't have our shoes on. God, I'm asking you to do it, but I don't really expect you to, so I don't have my shoes on. But maybe if you get your shoes on this time, and you get ready this time, that when he does what he said he's going to do, you, you, you don't have to. I, rem- I don't know we did it with all four, but I remember especially because, you know, that first time, I mean, by the time you've had three or four kids, it's all old hat by that point. I mean, it's just, you're pros, right? Not really. I, I, I remember especially with the first one it was it was i think months if i'm not mistaken it was months in advance of the due date that the midwife was telling my wife pack your bag get the baby stuff together put the seat in the car you know what when 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 you don't have any kids yet that seems a little foolish i'm 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 riding around with a pregnant wife with a car seat that is not needed. There's a bag sitting in the house ready that we don't need for several more months. They said, get it ready. I am so thankful. At least the way I recall it, we we followed that that guidance. My, My wife is one of the most wonderful, or not one of, she's the most wonderful person her name is angela she's angelic by definition of i mean and there was a it was another side of her i've seen four times I'll, I'll i'll never forget it was it was i think it was uh, i think it would have been timothy we were living in a townhouse at that point and it was time to go She's sitting on the steps. Why in the world she decided to wear lace-up shoes to the hospital? I have no idea. One of the most stressful things I've ever done in 50 years of my life was trying to get them at just the exact right tension. That is too tight. <laughs> okay. That's too loose. Okay. Okay. Just just go barefoot. It'll be okay. <laughs> the reason they tell you that is because when it happens, you, you, you don't have time. I wonder if we've convinced ourselves so long that when God finally does something, we'll have a chance to get it all together. And God's saying, if you'll just get ready. I'm going to show up. If you just get ready, I'm going to do what I said. Because not only had there been nine plagues, but they had been there for 430 years. 430 years of disappointments, 430 years of hoping, maybe this will be the year somebody here there ain't nobody 430 years old here today. And 430 years of history that maybe this will be the year we get out. Maybe this will be the year God fulfills his promise. Maybe this will be the year of deliverance and and finally it comes. Verse 29, it says, and it came to pass that at midnight, at the start of a new day, he smote all the firstborn. Some of you are in the darkest part of your night and you're thinking, hey, nothing changing until I see the sun start to come up. I'm here today, or today, that in the darkest part of it, at midnight, which seems to most of the time be the most negative part, that it's in the midnight. midnight. You know, God's bigger than any judge. You do know that, right? Whatever his purpose and plan is, he's bigger. At midnight, at midnight, the Lord smote the firstborn. And they come walking out of Egypt and, and, and listen to the psalmist psalm one nineteen and verse sixty two David says, "At midnight, I will rise to give thanks unto thee because of thy righteous judgments at, at midnight when it 's dark." at midnight when i've reached the peak of my discouragement at at midnight when it seems to be the peak of my hopelessness at midnight i'm going to give some thanks because because god's still going to come through because god's still going to make a way when there seems to be no way i'm almost done preaching and and and, and god's going to keep working judges 16 verse number 1 then went Samson to Gaza, and saw there in Harlot, and went unto her. And it was told the Gazites saying, Samson has come hither. And they compassed him in, and laid wait for him all night in the gate of the city. And were quiet all the night, saying, in the morning when it is day, we shall kill him. And Samson lay till midnight. You're waiting on me until the circumstances are right based upon what you've decided. Based on what you have defined to be the, the, the most opportune time. But he realized, you know what, midnight is a good time. It's a great opportunity to see something happen, to to see something change. Joshua three, it's it the midnight's not in here, but I want you to hear this. And Joshua rose early in the morning, and they removed from Shai to Tim, and came to Jordan. He and all the children of Israel and lodged there before they passed over. And it came to pass after three days that the officers went through the host, and they commanded the people, saying, When you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the priests, the Levites, bearing it, then you shall remove from your place and go after it. Yet there shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure. That's about From here to the Arnold Light, come near, not come not near unto it, that you may know the way by which you must go, for you have not passed this way heretofore. Now, before I read the next verse, you got to understand that for forty years they have been waiting on a moment in which they would cross from the wilderness into the promised land. Forty years. The children of Israel, 430 years. At this point, 40 years. They're wandering in a wilderness. And I believe that they had probably walked by this same spot many times. Maybe there was times in the past when they walked by this spot that they started to feel a rising excitement. Maybe, maybe, hey, see that, that river there? That's the Jordan and, and on the other side of that river is the promised land. We're, we're, we're heading back to the river again. Maybe, maybe this is the day. Maybe this is the time. And all of a sudden they realize we're, we're still walking. In fact, I would suspect that many of them probably had reached the point by now that when they saw the Jordan River in the distance now, it was just like, yeah, whatever. There it is. Don't you remember what God said, yeah, but don't you remember how many times don't you remember how many times we' passed by that all, by, by the Jordan and nothing changed, nothing happens but listen to what verse five says, and Joshua said unto the people, sanctify yourselves for tomorrow." wait a minute, forty years of wandering. And all of a sudden, you're now going to tell us tomorrow? I wonder if some of you have been wandering for 40 years, and what you don't know is today is your tomorrow. You've gotten so used to just surviving and enduring what you're going through, and you've given up hope. But God's saying, I, I brought you this point, and I, I, I know you may have lost a little bit of hope, but I'm now going to do what you've been waiting on me to do all along. Here's what you got to this back we will swing to the other side for a second. you got to make up your mind, God, even if you don't do what i don't what- even if you don't do what I want you to do, I'm not quitting I'm not giving up, I'm still believing <laughs> don't don't quit, don't give up, quit believing before he does what he's going to do. I wonder if there's anybody in this. In this sanctuary this morning, that that there's been dozens of times, Brother Boyer, that they've gotten up during a service when an invitation was made for a need and they've stood in a seat or at times when we've invited you down front, you've come down front and you've come down front time and time and time and time again only for nothing to seem to happen. But what what if it's the next time? What if you're about to give up and not go again but the next time the prophet Elijah or Elisha I think Elijah if I'm not mistaken there was a drought and and, and he tells his servant go go up to the mountain and look I don't know how far it was to get to the top of that mountain from where where the prophet was but I imagine it was a little bit of a hike and he goes up there and he looks out on the horizon and it's clear blue skies I don't know how many of our family it's affected, but I don't know. It's been a couple of years now. Nathaniel has, I know he's impacted my wife and I with, with a an, an admiration for clouds. Clouds, man, clouds can be some of the most beautiful things in the world. I know sometimes there are storms and all that, but it wasn't nothing. Seven times he went. Can you imagine after like the fourth or fifth time, I didn't see anything, I didn't see anything coming, I have no idea why you want me to go back again, I still don't see anything. And finally, on the seventh time, he goes and guess what he sees? Thunderstorms rolling in. a little bit of golf this week in Mississippi and the first I played Monday and Tuesday the first day I played as I got in my car after playing the rain started the second day we weren't so fortunate we were on the 12th hole and it wasn't just the rain that bothered anybody hear about those people that got struck by lightning and killed at the White House a week ago that was all fresh on my mind as I'm hearing this noise in the sky I'm driving through trees in a golf cart praying, I'm not joking, I was praying, God please, I really am not trying to be irresponsible here, I'm trying to get to safety, so could we please not let it in? I didn't have to believe for rain in that moment, but the seventh time he goes back and he sees a cloud, but according to the scripture, it's the cloud, the size of a man's hand. And he goes back and tells the prophet, what does the prophet say? He doesn't doesn't say, well, well, I guess maybe one day. He said, no, go get the chariot ready. We got to move. I'm pretty sure that servant probably thought, what is your, did you hear what I said? I didn't say I saw a thunderstorm rolling in. I said I saw a cloud. I'm not mistaken the scripture says it singularly I saw a cloud what is there to when you've been in several years of a drought what is there to worry about with a cloud because the chances are by the time that little cloud gets to where we are it's going to have been evaporated But the prophet knew something else i come to tell somebody today there is a suddenly and an immediately that God's got for you. There, there. I, I, I'm preaching to some people this morning. Maybe there's some of you guests that this applies to, but, but I know for sure there's some. Of, I there's a few of you I, I know for a fact. There's been some things you've been going through for weeks and months. Some of you have been going through for years. But I've come to remind you today, God has the ability to suddenly. And immediately I, I think we feel like God, the pilot of a, of a C-130 you gotta have a lot of runway that thing moving and off the ground my God my God and this time God don't need no runway Beam me up, Scotty. In just a moment, in just a moment, He can turn it all around. I, I want you to stand. Boy, this, this next part would be so much easier if there was just all kind of hype and emotion and you were going crazy, but that's okay. Because faith is not about emotion faith is not about hype faith is about a decision that I believe I believe His word, I believe Him so I I know, I know I don't mean this because of just natural knowledge I mean it because of what I feel in my spirit today, I, I know there's some people in this place that the spirit of the Lord is talking to you today and, and, and so I it's going to take a little bit of faith in, in Hebrews scripture says that the, the word did not profit them because it wasn't mixed with faith forgive me some of you have heard this so many times but I just, I just want to try to help somebody for a moment so, 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 so forgive me and for all of you true genuine coffee drinkers just, just humor me for a second I, I like to drink coffee. Folger's classic roast coffee. That's it. And I like it with cream and sugar. And 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 so if I if I get my cup of coffee and there's the sugar jar and and When you use as much sugar as I do, you don't need a sugar dish. You need a jar. And the cream. I have all the ingredients that I need to get the taste that I want. But if I pick up my cup of coffee and start to drink it before I put the sugar and the cream in the coffee... There is no effect. I know it's simple, but somebody you got to hear me right now because some of you're going to walk out of here today and accuse the cream of not doing its job. You're going to accuse the sugar of not doing its job when the problem is you never mixed. I've got to put the cream in the coffee. I got to put the sugar in the coffee and I got to stir. And when that mixture happens, my coffee, as the King James would say it, is profited by the cream and the sugar. It doesn't matter if this message, and I'm not saying it is, it doesn't matter if this is the greatest message that's ever been preached in the history of mankind this morning. If you, as an individual, do not mix your faith with it, I'm sorry to tell you, it's just the speech that you've heard. But I believe if you will mix your faith, and as I've already said... All it takes is just a little bit of faith. If you will mix your faith with the Word, then there is something that can happen, and you will be profited from the Word. I know two have already come, so I give an invitation, whether you're a guest this morning, or you come all the time. Is there anybody this morning you can relate to Paul and Silas? You feel like you're in prison right now? You feel like you're bound by circumstances and situations? situations but if you pray and pray with the right motive and then begin to just leave it in God's hand that this moment right here right now there could be a suddenly and an immediately for you today Come on, I I, I may invite people to come pray for you in a moment, but right now, it's pretty much just between you and Jesus because you've got to make that step. You've got to reach out with your faith, and maybe you need to do like the man in Scripture said, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. God I believe in what you can do I believe in what your power and ability is but, but I've also got a little bit of doubt Can I tell you That's not a problem for God this morning Your faith won't keep God from doing what you need Your dishonesty may keep God from doing what you need But your doubt won't keep God from doing what you need In the name of Jesus In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. By the power of your Spirit today, God. In the name of Jesus. God, I know there's some valleys we got to walk through that take days and weeks and months and some of them even take years to get through. But God, I know you've also got the power and the ability with one touch, with one, one word, in just a single moment. You can turn it all around. I need some believers that'll come and pray I don't want sympathizers I don't want sympathizers that'll come and pray I I need some believers to come and join with these folks I need some believers that'll come and join your faith with their faith that God right here right now there can be a suddenly and an immediately in the middle of the darkness it doesn't seem like the right timing it they doesn't seem like, like the right moment, but, but God, I'm you're not bound by what I see. You're not bound by what I feel.
1: Like
0: in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus.
1: Like
0: I'm but I'm by you. Let faith be released right now, God. Let faith be released right now. God, every bit of doubt that is perplexing, that is tormenting minds, every bit of doubt, God, that is bombarding minds, I pray that beyond that doubt and unbelief, faith would be released right now. You're bigger than every circumstance. You're bigger than every situation. You're bigger than every obstacle. You're bigger than every difficulty. In just one single moment, God, You can turn it all around like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm
1: surrounded by you
0: in the name of Jesus. Come on. I think some of you are probably hearing that thought. I want to believe you, Pastor, but it just sounds too good to be true. I want to believe what you're saying, but it just sounds too good to be true. Can I tell you, that's the voice of the enemy. That's not the voice of a loving God. That's not the voice of the eternal, omnipotent God. I realize from a natural standpoint what I preached to you this morning, it may sound too good to be true, but with God... All things are possible. With God, all things are possible. Come on, Paul and Silas weren't bitter for being in prison. They weren't angry and mad at God for what he was letting them go through. Some of you need to release a little bit of bitterness right now. Come on, you need to be honest with God. God, I haven't been happy with you for what you've done or what you haven't done. So, so I'm asking you to forgive me. And I'm going to trust you, God. I'm going to trust you, God.
1: One moment.
0: One moment is all you need, God. You don't need minutes, hours, days, weeks, months. One single moment, you can turn it all around. One moment, God, you can turn it all around.
1: Like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like i surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. In the name of Jesus.
0: In the name of Jesus. Come on, I know some of you know this, but I remind you. Faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of what I don't see. I need faith because I don't have it yet. I need faith because I don't see it yet. But faith is the substance and the evidence that I'm going to have it. God's going to do it. The Bible says, Be not weary in well-doing, For in due season, you're going to reap. In God's timing, you're going to get it. In God's timing, it's going to happen. I believe there's some people here today, this is that timing for you. This is that moment for you today. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, there's no mountain too big, God, that you can't move it. There's no mountain so big, God, that you can't move it. There's no storm. no storm so violent you can't calm it.
1: will dance I it so Every chain. all of my fear, I will turn into praise. Shake off despair as I sing out Your name. A victory dance, I will dance out in pain. I will crush disappointment and break every chain. All of my fear, I will turn into praise. Shake off despair as I sing out Your name. A victory dance, I will dance out in pain. I will crush disappointment. And break every chain, 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 break every chain. Show me one thing he can't do, show me a mountain it can't move. He's a